Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala eşrefil enbiyayi vel mursalin Muhammedur Resulullahi sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sallallahu aleyhi ve sellem. Tesliman kathiran kathira. Fama ba'du. Abrazı sisters, I thought today let me say something to you about the principles and the usul of learning. Alhamdulillah, there is a class going on there of the fiqh of fasting. And Alhamdulillah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us knowledge which is beneficial for us and the ability to apply it in our lives. Many times we think that the secret of great learning is a great teacher. That is true. But much more true than that is that the secret of great learning is a great student. Because the student brings out the best in the teacher. I have been a teacher for now 40 years. And I have taught, I don't know, maybe 200,000 people or something like that. And I can tell you that every class is different. It's what the student brings out in you, brings out from you. A teacher is like a well, like a deep water of, a deep well of sweet water. It's up to the student how much water they want to take out of the well. The water is there for anybody. Some draw out more, some go thirsty. In my experience, I've seen there are three kinds of, three kinds of students. I call them prisoners, tourists, and serious students. So prisoners are those who are sent, like you are sent to jail. So they are sent by whoever, you know, parents, maybe whatever, peer pressure, sent to the class, sentenced. So they are there to finish that period and go home, alas. Then there are tourists. And the tourists are there, they go to check out the place, they go to check out the food, they go to check out the teacher. You know, I've been teaching for God knows how many years. <laughs> As I told you, so there are literally a couple of thousand videos of my lectures. And my um, Azhar, who takes care of all the IT stuff for me, one day he sends me a message saying, somebody has asked a question. What is the question? Who does Sheikh's wardrobe? You are sitting there listening to a lecture on on, on Tawheed or something and you are looking and saying, who does Sheikh's wardrobe? You're looking at my clothes. You came there to see my clothes or my turban. Somebody puts a comment there. Sheikh, I love your beard. So I said, Jazakumullah khairan, may Allah give you the same. And that was a, it was a woman. So I'm a, I said, I'm a woman. I said, I, in Islam, we do not discriminate against women. Now imagine, you go there to study or what do you go there to do? So the approach is very important. What is your niya? Why did you go to the class to do what? To get what from this class? It's very important, right? Let me give you some names and, and, and uh, details of some of the famous teachers. Rabiatul Rai, Rahmatullahi Who was his student? 
Malik bin Anas. Now think about that. That obviously he was Sayyidina Malik bin Anas Imam Malik was not his only student. Right? Rabbi Torah would have had God knows hundreds of students, thousands of students. But who stands out? Malik ibn Anas. Now Malik ibn Anas, his student out of thousands, who stands out? Shafi. And out of Shafi's students, who stands out? Ahmad bin Hanbal. So now if you trace it back to Rabi Rai, Rabi Rai effectively is the student of, of Imam Malik, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmad. Right? If you go, if you trace the lining there. Imam Babu Hanifa Rahmatullah for example. He was a student of Jafar al-Sadiq radiallahu who is Jafar bin Muhammad. He was the son of Muhammad bin al-Baqir, the great-grandson of Ali bin Abi Talib On his mother's side, Jafar radiallahu was descended from Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu And that is why in the times and dates of, of the times of the fitna, when people criticized Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu Jafar al-Sadiq was the one who used to who hated it and he was very strongly critical of anyone criticizing the two Khulafa. Now he was the he was the teacher of Imam Abu Hanifa Now Imam Muhammad bin Ismail al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim, these are the two big names we know, right? In the hadith. Now their story or their teacher's story is very interesting. Their teacher was Abdullah bin Maslama al-Qanabi. And he was an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic. He was into all kinds of things. He had a foul tongue. He used to curse. He all that. And he literally he used to walk around with a bottle of alcohol in his hand. So one day, a very interesting story. One day, Imam Shabi Rahmatullah he was giving dars and there was a whole lot of people collected around him. And Imam Shabi is a, a, is a tabi and he was born in the Khilafah of Umar bin al-Khattab. So, Abdullah bin Maslama went there, he asked people what is happening. He said, they said, this is a muhaddis and he is giving dars of hadith. So he cut his way through the people and he's now, look at this, he's standing in front of this imam with a bottle of alcohol in his hand. He's drunk. He's, you can smell his breath. And he says to him, who are you? You are teaching hadith? He said, yes. He said then, tell me a hadith. Give me a hadith. Now see the helm, see the sabr of the teachers. Right? What would anybody do? First thing you would do is kick him out of here. That who is this fellow? He's, he's drunk. He has no adab. He comes and give me a hadith. What is hadith? You asking for a banana or what? What is hadith? No respect. Throw him out. Right? This is what anybody would do. Not Imam Shabi. These are people who there is so much to learn from the akhlaq of the aima. So Imam Shabi Rahmatullah he said. He said, tell me a hadith. He didn't criticize him. He didn't do anything. He said to him, Abdu, Abu Mas'ud radiallahu narrated that Rasulullah said, one of the sayings of the early prophets which the people got was, if you have no shame, if you have no haya, 
then do whatever you like. If you have no haya, no shame, then do whatever you want. Now, and this hadith is quoted in Bukhari Sharif. Now, Abdullah bin Maslama al-Qanabi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives hidayat who he wants. And Allah, look, Allah looks at the heart. Here is a man who on the face of it, you would say this man is finished. But Allah knows better. So, Abu, uh, Abdullah bin Maslama was so affected by this hadith. He was so tremendously affected by this hadith. He gave up drinking, he threw away everything. He went to Medina and he became a student of Imam, of Imam Malik. And then he taught Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim. Now think about that. Here is a man, if you look at him, he is a, you know, apparently an alcoholic and whatnot. But he is the teacher of Bukhari and Muslim. Eh? Why? Because of the ikhlas of learning. Whatever his habits were and so on and so on. But when he came to learning, he came with complete ikhlas. He didn't come halfway. Came with total ikhlas. Gave up everything. And remember, I'm just, for me to say this is easy. Alcoholism is alcohol is a drug. And it is one of the worst drugs in the world. It so happens that we live in societies where money is God. So anything which makes money is, is halal, is legal. Alcohol should be banned. Alcohol should be, should be completely eradicated from the face of the earth. In this COVID period, just to give you some numbers, in this COVID period, in this uh, two, two and a half years, globally, six million people died of COVID. Same period, seven million people died of alcohol. And I'm talking about deaths. I'm not talking about the number of families ruined. I'm not talking about the people who drunk driving, you hit somebody else. Right? That person dies, you don't die. Or that person is maimed or paralyzed or something. I'm not talking about all that. Just the deaths, 7 million people. But alcohol is legal. Nobody is making a big noise. Oh, alcohol, alcohol, nothing. So here is alcohol and Alcoholics Anonymous is an organization which works on de-addiction. Now, they say very clearly, they say that alcohol addiction cannot be cured. Zero. Cannot be cured. So, what can you do? Stay away from alcohol. And once that urge goes down to a manageable point where now you don't need to have alcohol, they say stay far away from anywhere where there is alcohol. Because one drink is all it takes to take you back to where you were. Just one drink. Right? Now here is a man who was an alcoholic. It's very easy to say he gave up. What do you mean gave up? How does he give up? Shows the dedication towards learning. Right? The talabul haq. True talab. True yearning for learning. And of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives according to the, to the, to the, uh, to the person's desire and to the, to the amount of effort he makes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took this man who was an alcoholic and gave him, made him the teacher of two of the greatest imams of hadith that we know in the world. Right? So it's not, not only a question of who is the teacher, but the question is who is the student of that teacher. 
Imam Bukhari, great scholar, Imam Muslim, great scholar. So what must be their teacher? Right? So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to approach knowledge with the seriousness that is due for it. To approach the ilm of deen with the seriousness that is due for it. This is why our scholars tell us, do not even teach Islam to people who are not interested. It's, it's against the waqar of the deen. You don't, you don't take this deen and throw it at people's feet. No. People must come and approach it. And they must beg for it. That's a different topic. But I'm saying that seriously, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give us the, 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 the uh, shawq. Give us this desire. Give us this yearning for true knowledge with the intention of applying it. Because knowing and not applying is a wabal. It's, a, it's, a, it's an evil because then the knowledge becomes a witness against us. So we ask Allah to give us knowledge and the ability to apply it in our lives and to help us to benefit from that. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.